Welcome to the Empire Builders Podcast, teaching business owners the not-so-secret techniques that took famous businesses from mom-and-pop to major brands. Stephen Semple is a marketing consultant, story collector, and storyteller. I'm Stephen's sidekick and business partner, Dave Young. Before we get into today's episode, a word from our sponsor, which is, well, it's us. But we're highlighting ads we've written and produced for our clients. So here's one of those. Thanks, Steve. Whoa, who the heck's Steve, and why y'all thanking him? Steve is one of Griffin Service's all-star plumbers, and his teammates are thanking him for volunteering to be on call over the holidays. Thanks, Steve. Not only his fellow plumbers, but their wives, too. Thank you, Steve. And their kids. At Griffin Service, we don't just go above and beyond for our customers. We go above and beyond for each other. So when single guy Steve realized he didn't have family coming in, he decided to ensure his teammates' family time was uninterrupted by being on call. Plus, he wanted to make sure you all had emergency service just in case the garbage disposal went out or pipes got backed up over the holidays. So you better bet I personally thanked him for his thoughtfulness and dedication. But really, a public thank you from the extended Griffin Service family was in order. If you ever wonder why all the best plumbers and AC techs work for Griffin, well, that sense of family and community is one of the many reasons for that. And that's why we fix what others can't. GriffinService.com Stephen Semple, when you told me that we were going to talk about the, the brand that we're going to talk about today, it it instantly took me back, oh my gosh, 30 years or so to uh, spring break in Mexico where there were these little kids that would come up to you all day long as you walked down the streets. And what they had in their hands was a box of chiclets. And they were just trying to get you to buy some chiclets from them. And I always thought that was, that was cool. Like little tiny entrepreneurs. Yeah. Well, and what's also funny about it is there's a real Mexico tie in to this story about chiclets. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it, 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 this is a fun story. It covers native native Americans, uh, the deposed president, Mexican president, Santa Ana, uh, the desire to make rubber, and Santa Ana wanted to return as president of Mexico. All of those things actually contributed to the creation of Chicklet's Gum. Wow, how cool is that? I can't wait to find out more. Yeah, yeah. So if you're ready for the ride, Chicklet's was originally founded in 1900 by Thomas Adams in New York. So it's a pretty old brand. And... By 1962, the company had a bottom line income. So this is a net income. This is not top line sales. In 1962 dollars of just under $10 million. Holy cow. And at, yeah. And at that time, it was sold to Warner Lambert for $200 bucks. So started in 1900, 1962, sold for $200 million in 1962 dollars. So... The founder did well. That's the founder did amazing. well. It became, yeah. yeah, it became a real empire just around Chicklet's gum. But let's start at the beginning. When European settlers arrived in the New World, they found Native Americans were chewing spruce tree resin. And so this seemed like a good idea. So they adapted the idea, and the newcomers joined in on the fun of chewing spruce tree resin. And this was actually such a good idea that in 1840, John Curtis developed the first commercial spruce tree gum by boiling the resin, cutting it into strips, and then coating it with cornstarch so it wouldn't stick together. 
And in the early 1850s, he constructed the first chewing gum factory in Portland, Maine. So this became the first factory making chewing gum from spruce tree uh, resin. But a couple of problems. Turned out that it wasn't actually all that great tasting, um, and it became really brittle when chewed. So all sorts of different players tried all sorts of different things to try to solve this problem, such as adding paraffin wax and things along that lines. So now comes the second player in our story. And the second player in our story is the exiled Mexican president, Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana. Now, Santa Ana brought with him chiclet. Now, chiclet is actually a plant. It's the resin from a plant that grows in Mexico. So it's not spruce. It's not spruce. Now, this, is the same, and, this isn't the same Santa Ana from the, the Alamo. Yes, it is. Really? The same dude. Yeah. He, uh, he actually was president in Mexico for um, 11 non-consecutive terms over 22 years. <laughs> okay. And... And he got deposed and exiled and all this other stuff. And he shows up with this chickle, which is this milky latex from the sapodella tree. So chickle is this latex from this sapodella tree. And he felt really strongly that this could be made into a substitute for natural rubber. And what he wanted to do, so he was convinced that He could figure out a way to make this into a substitute for rubber and he'd become super wealthy and be able to basically buy his way back into being president of Mexico. Through his tire company. With this tire company. Yeah. 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 Now, Santa Ana is a bit of an interesting dude. He did not support Mexican independence from Spain and then later supported it. He led the Mexicans in the Battle of the Alamo, as you mentioned earlier. And as we talked about, he was president a whole bunch of terms, never consecutively. (laughs) So the whole story with him is he really liked being president, but he didn't like to govern is kind of the story uh, behind him. And somewhere along the lines, I was not able to find out how, but somewhere along the way, he met the hero of our story, Thomas Adams. And Adams begins to experiment with chickle, and guess what he discovers? He can't make it into rubber. Oh, no. No, but, but it might work for gum. It might be a better gum? Might be a better gum. And Santa Ana looks at him and says, screw you, Adams. I wanted this for rubber. I'm out. Abandons the project. Oh, no. He's not interested in gum. But Adams forges on. And then late 1899, he forms a company, the American Chickle Company. And Chickle was used in the gum business until the mid-1900s when it was replaced by synthetics. So it became like the primary thing in gum. And as I mentioned earlier, by 1962, they're making $10 million in profit, and the company is sold for $200 million. And Santa Ana had walked away from this. Santa Ana needed to learn that you can pivot when 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 something happens and and it doesn't go just the way you you really in your mind thought it needed to go can you can you can actually get rich doing something else with maybe even the same 
materials at hand. Like, I agree with you. And in fact, to me, when I read about this, the real lesson here was that Santa Ana actually lost sight of his objective. Stay tuned. We're going to wrap up this story and tell you how to apply this lesson to your business right after this. How's business? Yeah, good. Why isn't it great? We we were growing 20, 30% every year for five years. Then we went flat in the last three. Growth used to be easy. Now, nothing we do seems to have the same effect anymore. If you're not growing, you're dying, and I can't stand to think we've hit the top and are coming back down. So you build a hell of a castle and you're worried. Maybe it's time to build an empire. Huh? What you got here won't get you to where you want to go. You need a fresh perspective. There's these guys that are looking for business owners just like you. Smart, customer-focused, but with flat sales. What do they do? Build empires, but they don't work with just anyone. You have to be customer-focused. So what exactly do they do? Some say they're marketers, but I call them crusaders. Check out their website at empirebuilderprogram.com. Like what you see, set up a meeting. Crusaders, empires, castles. I think someone's been getting so old they're medieval. Empirebuilderprogram.com. Check it out before you become a dinosaur. You mean dragon. No, I mean dinosaur. They were good too, for a while. Sure you want to be just good? Empirebuilderprogram.com. Let's pick up our story where we left off, and trust me, you haven't missed a thing. He felt the objective was to figure out how to make rubber out of chicle. And really what his objective was to figure out how to make some money from chicle. Because if he kept that objective in his mind, when Adam said, hey, I think I can make gum from this, he should have said, all right, can we make money from making gum? Yeah, we can make money from making gum. Let's do that. He actually lost sight of his objective. He got so focused on the rubber angle, he actually lost sight. Where Adams was like, well, what can I do with this to make a business? Adams was the one who actually kept his eye on the ball. Yeah. Right, because Santa Ana. That's unfortunately, that's one of those lessons that sometimes we have to learn over and over and over. Right, right. Well, look, that lesson comes from DoorDash, right? If we remember the founders Uh of DoorDash first had an app, They walked into the restaurants and the restaurant said, I'm not interested in that, but I'd be interested in this over here. And their objective was we wanted to create an app to help restaurants. They kept their eye on their objective. They were able to do that pivot. DoorDash learned that lesson. Okay, great. This is more what people can do. Here's the pivot. Adams, here's the pivot. Santa Ana got so focused on rubber he lost sight of his he lost sight of his objective yeah and and what i find is that where this barrier seems to come up is so often when people are pursuing a business solely for the objective of making money i find they rarely do if the objective is i want to figure out how to make this into a product or i want to figure out how to help these people or i want to figure out this for some reason that's what keeps people open to being able to do these, these pivots. So I think the second lesson is it's really hard for businesses that just sit there and say, hey, I want to do this for the sole goal of making money. I think it's very difficult for someone to, to do these pivots because their mind is just not open to different opportunities. Yeah, no, right? I agree. Um, 
It, it, it makes me think of things that there, there are a couple of other products that come to mind that, that were created with something else in mind or actually created with that, that ended up being sort of like a failure. I, I remember reading about the guy that invented post-it notes at 3M and it was like, yeah. well, I had this adhesive that just wasn't very good. Right. Right. It just wasn't, it wasn't good enough. <laughs> so he was using well, it to put things on his own stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden they went, wait um, right. And then um, I, I think the other one was uh, Silly Putty, right? It was, it was going to be some polymer that was a lot, probably like Santa Ana's idea. It was going to be some new rubber that you could make tires out of, but you couldn't make it uh, firm. You couldn't vulcanize it like you can with rubber. So it was just this weird putty. And it's like, well, kids like to play with it. It, it ended up being like a Play-Doh kind of a product. Right. Sounds like Play-Doh, right? Mm-hmm. Like go back and listen to Play-Doh. Play-Doh is a very similar situation where, oh my God, it's being, it's being used for this other thing. Viagra mm-hmm. started off as a heart medication. That was actually not a very good heart medication, but had some other interesting side effects. Exactly. Right. Um, and and you know, so there is this whole idea of you've got to be open to the opportunities that are out there and be prepared to do those pivots when those opportunities presented themselves. Adams looked at it and said, I can make gum from this. And look, lots of people made massive fortunes in the gum business. Look at Adams and look at Wrigley's, Uh right? There was money money to be made there and Santa Ana lost sight of the objective and was solely focused on, we're going to do this rubber thing. Whatever happened to Santa Ana? You know, that's really interesting. I didn't, uh, after he bailed on the rubber thing, I guess I just bailed on him. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. <laughs> oh, my well, objective was not him. My objective was the gum. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, I, I think that's sort of the point, isn't it? <laughs> All right. Great story, Stephen. Thank you. All right. Thanks, David. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Please share us, subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and leave us a big, fat, juicy five-star rating and review at Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to schedule your own 90-minute Empire Building session, you can do it at empirebuildingprogram.com.